Hi there, I'm Father Matt Face. And I'm Amanda Vernon. You're listening to We Should Pray. The podcast where we talk about how prayer turns tragedy into comedy. In this episode, I fangirl almost the whole time about my friend AC while we talk about not fangirling. So it's uh, quite the ride. It's about friendship and uh, who we're called to love. Like specifically. Tragedy, vanity, vanities. We should pray. We should pray. Who am I called to love? Everyone. Like specifically. Everyone. <laughs> that's that's so general, though. I mean, okay. The topic of our podcast today is who am I called to love? Like specifically. Like specifically. Right. Okay. That's that's a good frame of reference for me. I, li- I, I like to go broad in general. So that's uh-huh. that's a good focus for me. And then we'll bring it in a, yeah. Little, yeah, yeah, a yeah. little bit more. Have you ever heard of the philosophy of friendship? Um, <clears throat> I don't know if I have or not. I've actually mentioned it to you a number of times. That, <laughs> I was going to say no. I was going to say no. But I... I'm, I suspect we've had this conversation before about it's even in the notes about what we're going to talk about today what yeah well it'll be so fresh for all of us then well, there we are <laughs> okay there is this priest who is i want to say the the community of saint john mm-hmm. he's uh he's religious and he lives in austria but he's not like online or I haven't been able to find him online. I had this CD set, like a 10 CD set or like it was just two CDs, but they it was like hours worth of his lecture series. Do you need to explain what CDs are for the people? Oh, yeah. So you put them in a little <laughs> <laughs> circular discs. It's a compact disc <laughs> with information on it. It's crazy. Sorry. I resemble this remark. Okay. So... I would listen to hours of his lecture series called The Philosophy of Friendship. And uh, this was like in my early 20s, like right as David and I were starting our dating relationship. It was beautiful, uh, just beautiful reflections. So so this priest was giving this uh, lecture to seminarians and also to like uh, a few other people who were studying with the seminarians in his community. And uh, oh, I got to meet him later at World Youth Day um, in Sydney, Australia. And I totally was like fangirling because like I'd listened to him for so many hours and it just felt like, I don't know, like I I knew him, you know. So there's like pictures. My friends are like taking pictures of me. <laughs> like I'm just, hello, can we stay friends forever because friendship, you know. Uh, anyway so he he talked one something that he uh said was commentary on religious communities so mm-hmm. maybe you could you expand on this no i don't i lost oh. track of him oh. so like i can't find the cd set anymore and i've been searching for this online he's just gone maybe he's an angel but it it did happen it did in my memory <laughs> uh, well that's actually one of our patrons yeah, i listened to the cds too so 
Okay, you All can right. verify. I can. I'm a witness. Two of our patrons know about this, so I could follow up with them and see if they are in touch with him still. Because one of them knew him personally, and then oh, nice. the and she's the one who gave me the CD set. And then the other, we actually, uh, my friend Christine and I, we took a whole silent retreat where we reflected on this philosophy of friendship. So we'd have mostly the two or three days that we were on retreat were totally in silence with the community of St. John, but then we would regroup and we had this like little splitter for our headphones and we'd listen to, uh, to this priest, whoever he is, was. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So part of his commentary was on community life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he said, you know, in every community, there's that person who just really bothers you. And he said, if you do not have a person like this in your community, just go down the road to the next community and ask for one of theirs, and they will gladly <laughs> send him over to you. So I don't know if you could maybe speak to that dynamic yeah. as you've experienced it in community life. Yeah, so in, in our community life in Holy Cross, which... Um, is an important and, and robust feature of our of our congregation. The way we the, the way that we live in community is is really intentional. Um, and uh, yeah, if if someone came and said, "Can we take th- like that person in your community?" We would all probably immediately say yes. And then <clears throat> most of us would point to the same person, but not everyone. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, because there there is always someone in community life who um who like rubs you the wrong way in any number of instances right mm-hmm. or like who is an annoyance in a particular way or like a thorn in your side yeah um, and not always you're saying like it's not like this person just bothers you by being present well sometimes but, <laughs> but it could just be that like certain dynamics yeah are more challenging yeah but there's something yeah. about lightning yeah, 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 yeah. So they, um, so in formation, they prepped us for this a lot, um, and we talked about it all the time because, especially in formation, mm-hmm. when you're first coming together to live religious life, um, like it's even harder, right? Because you have people who um, aren't going to <laughs> progress. Make it. Yeah, they're not going to progress, <laughs> but like still called to be there and learn what's sure, what they called can to the discern, time. but not called to stay yeah so like you're in the midst of that and you're also asking your own questions like am i called to stay and so when you encounter these people that are particularly annoying you're like it's like this is not (laughs) if they're here forever like can i live with them forever (laughs) can we be brothers in this sense yeah so so one of the things they told us was um look there's always going to be someone in community that's a lightning rod Mm -hmm. like there's always going to be someone that um draws attention or ire or whatever it is um and amongst us as seminarians it was always nice when there was a particularly strong lightning rod because then there was less attention on us Uh (laughs) but that's 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 a bit of a side thing um you know hey you're grateful yeah if like that person's more annoying than i am so like i'm at least a little bit of shield cover you know Um, but uh, but there was another piece with that and this was coming from like our formation staff and they're saying mm-hmm. like, look, there's always going to be someone who bothers you. Yeah. And if that person discerns out and leaves the community, leaves formation, don't worry. Someone else is going to take their place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And it was, it was just this sense of, um, and I, I was really glad to learn that early on of like, 
Yes. All right, like me not liking this person. That means they're like not called. It's like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always going to be people it. that part are bothering you. community life. Yeah, yeah. Right. That uh, that makes me think of uh, Jeff Cavins, who described leaving the Catholic Church. So he's raised in the Catholic Church mm-hmm. and then found all these problems, uh, disagreements that he had with the church and her teachings. So he left and was still still filled with his love for Christ, uh, but just not fully connected with the Catholic church. Mm-hmm. After years, he returned to the church and he said, like he got, you know, back into the community life of the Catholic church and said like, wow, this is just like family on the downside. This is just like family. <laughs> and so I, I feel that anybody who has spent any time in parish life, could relate with that yeah on some level <laughs> yeah yeah i mean we, we definitely have that sense in holy cross as well like um one, one of the things i loved about holy cross right from the beginning was this sense of like family community that we had you know yeah. it was it was this great interaction um but also like i love my family my my brother and sisters and parents but like they're really annoying <laughs> also isn't and isn't, that happens in community you know isn't uh isn't like family dynamic isn't that part of your uh charism, charism? yeah yeah there's specific yeah. words for that not the charism i mean that's a specific word but like how would you summarize that for yeah. the congregation yeah so our, our founder blessed basil moreau um really modeled the congregation as it was being formed on the holy family mm-hmm. so the we have priests brothers and sisters um and in the development the sisters had to be specifically their own um, governance structure. Um, okay. But still like Moreau founded these mm-hmm. priest brothers and sisters and it was um, the sisters dedicated to Mary, the brothers to St. Joseph and the priests uh, to to Christ. So it was this like coming together as the Holy Family yeah. and living and ministering and um, being together as mm-hmm. a family. Maybe a little later on in this episode we could talk about how your family of origin yeah. prepared you to live in your family of religious. I think that makes and like a lot of sense. In, in the church. One of my dearest mentors growing up, Deacon Ken Baldwin, mm. was, yeah, God rest his soul. He was teaching us about like family and respect dynamics. Uh, at youth group and I must have been I, I was in high school but I at the time we would have junior high and high school students meeting together mm-hmm. and so the high schoolers are kind of like part of the leadership team and then so Deacon Ken was telling us about how like we're we're practicing not practicing um John Paul II says the the family is the school of love. So Deacon Ken was, I think, trying to teach us that, like what you practice at home, how mm-hmm. you love your family growing up, then that plays out later in life with how you mm-hmm. love your your future spouse, for instance. And so he was saying that, to, I just remember sitting in this circle and he was like, the way that you love your family members is how you're going to love your future spouse someday. And then we're all, you know, just... Kids, I don't know if you've ever spoken to junior high students. Oh boy, have I! And you know all the affect. There's just not. 
So Deke kind of like, he tries to throw it to a specific student to make it more like applicable. Um, he, yeah, you know? yeah, draw him in. Yeah, he's like, Brittany, so the way that you love your sister, Katie, is the way that you'll love your future spouse someday. And Brittany's like, what? Oh, Katie and me? Oh. <laughs> and Deacon Ken's like, no, no. No, 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 no. No, no. Just. Yeah, swing and a miss. Yeah, but that sentiment, though, <laughs> right? That is that is right on. That, uh, the way we do interact, the way that we do love right now. Sorry, I'm gone. I is, went to like my junior high state no, of mind. Look, I noticed. That's okay, why I picked it up. Let's change the subject. All right. <laughs> no, do you, do you want to say something about that? Yeah. <laughs> Just that it's right. And silly. But that's that's a part of loving your family. What about AC? We talk about AC a lot. We do talk I'm about so AC. Glad. Yeah. I I would say that. Okay. Okay. I'm back. I'm back. Hi. Hey, welcome back. Thank you. So uh, David's here too. David, we haven't seen you this episode yet. Hey, how's it going? Hey. Okay. I would suggest that to really learn to love, you have to have uh, a lot of siblings and come from a big family, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I recommend that. That's, that was the path I took as well. Partial. Uh, We're all partial in but this room. <laughs> no. Okay, not, no. Not necessary. Not not necessary. So so my dear friend AC Lorenzo uh, was an only child, and he would remark regularly about how he got to choose his own siblings. And so, and he would just say, like, you know, if I meet someone... And they really like my music because he's a musician as well. They really like my music. And, you know, they're more than a fan. They're family. And so he would just go around like meeting people and I just identify them and be like, you, you're in. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you're a family for life. Yeah. And so I, I saw that that wasn't my ex experience since I'm the eldest of, of seven kids. But even though he saw it as like choosing his siblings, mm -hmm. I guess I saw it as loving other people like they were my siblings. So it's kind of the yeah. same, you know, the same heart. Yeah, exactly. That's beautiful. I think it takes courage and obedience, I want to say, to love the people who God brings into our life. Mm -hmm. Like, to, to see that as a choice. <laughs> yeah. To, like, cooperate with it. Yeah, exactly. And to... Not to fight it, right, or or yeah. bemoan those people who are there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What about uh, people who aren't in our lives anymore, but like we can't stop thinking about them? Yeah, we're st still calling to love them. Like Maybe we're still stuck with them. We're still absolutely still stuck with them. Yeah. Think of a person. You're called to love that person. Okay. Think of another person. Mm -hmm. You have to love that person too. <laughs> awesome. Maybe we should pray for the people who are coming to mind for us. Yeah. We should pray for the people who um, are easy to love. Yeah. And uh, for the people that are really hard to love. Or maybe sometimes they're easy to love and sometimes they're hard to love. Oh, yeah. Those are the most interesting people. I don't really know. People who are like really volatile, though, like emotionally, 
or who change. Yeah, you know, uh, um, maybe one day. From moment maybe to one moment. day you'll you'll meet someone like that. Okay. And you, Are then, we gonna and you can scripture? pray for them on that that day. Yes, <laughs> yes. So talking about we're called to love everyone, mm-hmm. or who are we called to love specifically. This this is where Jesus gets the most specific, or one of the places he gets the most specific about about who and um, and how we're called to love. Mm-hmm. So, so how are we going to do this? So this is from uh, Luke chapter ten, right after Jesus is, is talking about. Um, our call to love that we have to love and then the question about it. Mm. So let us begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Holy Spirit, we ask that you open our hearts and our minds to the word of Scripture here, that we may hear the words of Christ, that we may let them uh, dwell in us, uh, impact us deeply, and allow us to love greater because of them. Where do I start? This is so church right now. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers, who stripped him and beat him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed on, the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed on by the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion, and went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set him on his own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three do you think proved neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? He said, The one who showed mercy on him. And Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. Christ, as you call us to love with mercy, as you call us to love our neighbor, whoever they may be, pour an extra helping of your grace upon us so that we may delight with you and love with your love. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So one time I called AC. <laughs> I called him many times, okay? But it was like the phone call that moved our relationship from like acquaintance to friends. Mm-hmm. Like so so AC was part of the young adult music ensemble that I directed in the Bay Area when we lived there a few years ago. So I knew him like from from church. Um 
<laughs> it started that like the first time he came to our um like music rehearsal everyone else in the room knew who he was because he's famous and they listened to his music and they were like aware because he was from the bay area mm -hmm. and so because you know growing up in michigan i just didn't like i i've heard some of his songs but i just didn't follow as closely right yeah i was just so confused that my why my friends were acting like this because <laughs> speaking of like being in touch with your junior high self right yeah. because like they my friends who are my age right listened to his music when they when were they like were 13 yeah oh yeah like this was their like you know laying in bed listening to this song thinking about your crush like all the feels <laughs> right like i i asked eventually i'm like are they like the filipino backstreet boys and my friends are like yes <laughs> yes right so okay so that's you know that's their knowledge of him yeah that's like what they're tapping into yeah and so him. he walks in to rehearsal and this is the first time <laughs> they've ever talked to him like yeah and so obviously to me just some dude <laughs> somebody mentioned they're like oh yeah there's this guy ac might come by rehearsal he's a really good singer i'm like great so he walks Sounds in good. and i'm like okay this must be the guy and they're like oh hi um would you like to sit one of my friends i remember in particular she's like you could sit here would you like to look on with my music and i'm just like what is happening if you you, you can just lean over and, and, and look at mine oh uh, then later passing notes with yeah. passing notes <laughs> One of our friends, Gwen, like she wasn't there for this rehearsal, but I just talked to her later. I'm like, do you know who AC Lorenzo is? She's like, yeah. I'm like, because they knew who he was. So they thought maybe you would. And they were acting funny. And she's like, oh, yes, yes, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> so we made it past that, like the breaking the ice. And then he was one of our group and people calmed down. They mm -hmm. like met him as a person. Yeah. So, we're all adults and uh, uh but like i was still in my music director position mm -hmm. uh but i remember i was i was back in michigan on tour and i was filming a music video and i had so many like i was directing this music video too and so i had so many aspects of the project to oversee so mm -hmm. typically david will be like the executive producer so he's in charge like right of now? like yeah <laughs> <laughs> so he's in charge of like getting the equipment securing contracts with with other directors and videographers etc but like i have the artistic direction mm -hmm. so i'm selecting you know the choir members and arranging the music but i also take care of like how i present myself mm -hmm. And so I was like, this is getting super girly, <laughs> um, but I feel the love. I'm anticipating the love from our other female listeners who are in the sisterhood with me. Okay, so I had to choose what to wear for this music video. And I found this dress, it was a red dress, and it was like, I thought really beautiful, kind of form fitting and also like open in sections like the back and i was like i don't know i just couldn't tell like from an audience point of view is this is this dress like in step with the sort of like family oriented <laughs> music that yeah. i was making and i needed some advice i couldn't call anybody in this room because 
I just couldn't. And so I, and I couldn't call somebody who would be like competitive with me about mm. it. Like, hey, I'm making this music video. It's going to be awesome. What do you think? You know, like, yeah. so just somebody who understood. So I decided to call AC because like he he knew the music yeah. industry. I was a little nervous to call him and be like, hey, can I send you a picture of myself? <laughs> This, is this appropriate? In this dress? <laughs> and you tell me, what do you think about it? Like, what will other people think? But I'm telling you, he answered like a brother. Yeah. And he was he was so affirming and he's like, it looks great. It's going to be perfect for the video. And this is why I think of it this way. You know, it's okay to like, perf- you know, perf- put on the performance. It's a, it's appropriate to the <laughs> to the setting and just really reassured me. And then later, looking back on that conversation, as that's kind of when we made the turn into like sharing our personal lives yeah. and seeking advice from each other. I remembered that I had prayed. Well, I guess for him specifically, because I was praying for a friend in California. Mm-hmm. Like we were about to move out to California, and I was praying like in advance, like Lord, if 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 you could provide a friend for me who understands the music industry, mm-hmm. that would be so awesome. I was thinking like a female friend. I yeah. And so <laughs> when I met AC, I didn't think, oh, like, this is the answer this to This is prayer. the one. Yeah. yeah. In fact, like, I was kind of cold toward him. I don't know if you could imagine that. But um <laughs> I <laughs> I was just like, he was like asking me questions about myself when we first, you know, when he first was joining choir and I was just like, Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe my husband and I can talk with you more someday. <laughs> and later he told me that that was something he really appreciated about me, though, mm-hmm. and why he like selected me as part of his family. <laughs> that you weren't fangirling over That him. I wasn't fangirling. Yeah. And that I kept um, like a guard over my family mm-hmm. and my relationships. Uh, yeah. I've been talking about AC for a while now. Yeah, he's a good man to talk I'm about, though. I'm going to keep on. <laughs> David, how are we doing? We are doing well. I miss AC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me too. AC told me that he was praying for me also in yeah. advance, which he could understand in retrospect mm-hmm. as well. So I remember he called me after we moved out of California because we were just there a couple of years. So we were already living in Arizona. And AC and I would talk about once a week, like an in-depth conversation about what was going on. It was like my habit. I'd go on tour, then I'd come home, start laundry, call AC and tell him about the tour. And so he said to me, he's like, you know, Amanda, I... I know that you you were praying for a friend and I'm that friend. Mm-hmm. He said, I was also praying for someone. He said, I was praying for just that that person I could really connect with on a soul level. He mm-hmm. said, I always thought it was going to be like this romantic thing. Um, but I realized maybe it it needn't be. And he's like, That's pers- that person is you. Yeah. And uh, that's about... Two months, I want to say, before he passed away really mm. unexpectedly. I mean, like he was, he was, he had some health problems, mm-hmm. but we just didn't, nobody realized how severe mm-hmm. they were. And, and yet thinking about 
all of the family members who he selected, Yeah, you know, in friendship. Then at the funeral, in a moment, I'm going to ask you to show that picture, David. At the funeral, so here you have AC's parents who just lost their only son, mm-hmm. their only child. And yet we're standing there at the luncheon after the mass and they are physically surrounded by all of AC's friends, mm-hmm. all of his chosen family. Yeah. Who carrying on his legacy are just laughing and singing mm-hmm. and delighting in each other's company. And I just saw that scene like this snapshot in time of how like the family members that AC selected or rather that God brought into his life and mm-hmm. he embraced were chosen then to be there for his for his parents for his parents yeah, yeah, yeah. like behold your mother like Christ from the cross right yeah can you talk about that more yeah well so as Jesus is there right with with his mother and then um and John right the disciple from to be looking at his mother and like in those last moments knowing that she's gonna need help and saying like John behold your mother behold your son this sense of like ensuring that that even still after he's gone though he's coming back of course Mm -hmm. um that there's this care and connection that Mm -hmm. um that will continue to keep take care of mary and that mary will continue to take care of john and all of us as well right that bringing all of us into that family into that holy family that that closely and that intentionally i never i never thought about how Jesus was giving us that example. Like, I, cause you just said like, I mean, he's coming back. Mm-hmm. So on the one hand, like, was it totally necessary for him to entrust his mother when necessary? he's like going to rise from the dead in two days? I mean, obviously yeah. like he chose to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, what I want to say is like, this is real time processing. Yeah. Okay. No. So like I, what I'm noticing is that Jesus is giving us this example to follow of mm-hmm. how we ought to love each other, of how we ought to Absolutely. prepare, yeah. you know, at the, for the moment of our death to comfort those who are going to still be here. still be, yeah. Those who will be mourning grieving. our yeah. loss. <gasps> that's so beautiful. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's what AC was able to do. Cause if he, if he, hadn't formed that family that chosen family around him mm-hmm. um you know it would have just been his his folks and what a what a blessing to have all of those people there to be laughing and supporting um each other and, and his parents especially that's that's a beautiful right. beautiful image could we see that picture david so it's all of uh, our community yeah. just laughing <laughs> and then just these two pictures of ac um matthew on the on the ground crouched down like pointing yeah. to his cousin which they're like brothers and and all of us filled with so much joy i mean mm-hmm. when we posted those photos to the to the internet i remember somebody commenting who didn't know all of us personally but she's mm-hmm. a, a patron of mine and she said like this has got to be the most joyful funeral I've ever like observed. And, yeah. and not in like a disrespectful way, but right no. in, a, in a way of celebrating 
the joy, celebrating the love that, yeah, that AC had. Yeah, yeah, celebrating. Like, like putting the fun in the word funeral. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You did go there. Had to get that joke out. Oh, well done. And for, for those listeners who are following, following along, you'll also see VJ from mm. past episodes. Oh, He's is he up, wearing a green shirt? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the top top left in the back he's right next to the guy in the suit yeah with his hand raised up oh goodness <laughs> yeah oh. what a community yes oh love mm-hmm. laughter okay so th- this idea of who am i called to love specifically that that divine providence mm-hmm. is guiding our relationships guiding the people who we come in contact with Mm -hmm. and that yes we're called to love everyone who comes into our life i mean like that our goodwill extends beyond that right but like how it plays out how we experience it Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. specific yeah so um i think there's there's a piece in that right like love one another love your neighbor okay well who's my neighbor jesus is saying well everyone right mm-hmm. you know as we hear in the, the scripture or who's who's my neighbor the, the person who needs your help in that moment okay mm. okay well what, what what's that mean though like but but who i think at that point there's a place where we can just trust in providence and say like the lord is going to reveal who these neighbors of mine are yeah. that i need to love you know and I, th- I think you see that play out in the in the scripture passage there that we read um the priest and the Levite recognize this person in need of help. And like there, there they were, there this person was, but they just ignored it. Yeah. Right. It's not like there was some different thing that was happening when the Samaritan came by. The Samaritan saw the same thing and was able to recognize mm-hmm. like, this is, this is my neighbor. This is someone who needs my love. Yeah. Um, and he was able to respond in in the same way that anyone else walking by could have. Right. Um, now maybe resources were different or whatever else or timing or what, but everyone who passed by could have responded with mm-hmm. love. Um, and what a what a beautiful example that the Samaritan does. Mm-hmm. So I think you know we sometimes we get anxious, right? Who, but like who, who, who specifically? Well, trust in the Lord, right? Trust yeah. that the Lord is going to reveal those people to you uh, mm-hmm. and be open. Be, I mean, it takes a lot of openness, a lot of humility, right? Um, but there's uh, the Lord's guidance in that for sure. Yeah. Oh, you're really speaking to my heart. <laughs> I'm thinking about our neighbors like next door. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like who's my neighbor? Well, look over there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's really what's on my heart, you mm-hmm. know, right now. And um, not everyone interprets scripture literally all the time, but um, I feel like something else we've talked about in past episodes of our podcast is how, like for me, I experience God's voice very specifically through specific words Mm -hmm. that tend to be quite literal for me. And I'm just like right now thinking about our next door neighbors. We live moved to this house relatively recently and next door was a statue of St. Anthony. And um, 
these neighbors introduced themselves to us right away and the the dad was like hey you know welcome to the neighborhood you have little kids we have a 16 year old daughter she babysits we're like we have found the place thank you saint anthony you have answered our intercessory prayer through the lord before we before even we asked. yeah and so uh we're thinking like they're probably catholic they're like italian like both of the, the parents were born in italy or they're their parents were born in Italy and like they got they got to be Catholic got St. Anthony out there and uh we I, I gave him a copy of our book and the they they read it like they actually she asked her, the, the neighbor the mom she's like tell ask Amanda about her book and then the our babysitter the teenager's like my mom's been watching you on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so I followed up. I'm like, everybody stalks. And her mom's like, no, I'm not stalking. I'm like, not, no, no, we all do. That's <laughs> what we do now. But yeah, so I gave her a copy of our book and I could, it was amazing how it was like, it was like how it feels like when we do ministry together, mm-hmm. which is like right next door. Yeah. And I went over, I'm like, how'd you like the book? She starts crying. She's like, it was so beautiful. It reminded me of what I've been missing out on in the Catholic church. And her daughter's like, we need to go back to church, mom. She, the mom's like, we're going to. Yes. <laughs> Whoa. It just like next door neighbor, you know, yeah. and I kind of hesitated, like, should I give them this book? Cause is it like, it's too much over the top. Yeah. But like, if God plays some right there yeah or place me right here yeah <laughs> brought me to this place us to this place where we're right next door like not to discount that as like mm-hmm. ministry needs to be out there beyond my neighborhood out when i'm on tour or something but that god is like orchestrating who we come in contact with mm-hmm. um okay yeah i think there's there's a really beautiful sense of that too um you know, about like, we're called to love everyone around us. Mm-hmm. And um, I love just, just to, to, to play with that image, right? Like if if we are called to love all of our neighbors and who's our neighbor, those who are around us. And we love, and we can then love everyone around us. Then everyone around us is someone we love. Yeah. <laughs> right. And what a, what a beautiful place to be, you know, surrounded by people we love. Yeah, Partly even because we're, you know, even if it takes us responding first, yeah, uh, or it's them responding first, right? But like, that's a what a what a beautiful situation that is. Or like, if your neighbors say don't like little children and you have four of them, yeah, like if they tell you that they're gonna call the police on your children if your children climb on the wall one more time. What I mean, this sounds like a hypothetically. A, a, yeah, this def. I was gonna say previous neighborhood sounds hypothetical. <laughs> okay, okay. Even so, them hypothetically. Love. Let's say we were moving out of that neighborhood, mm-hmm. and then Kiara, the eight-year-old, was like, "Our neighbor's gonna be so glad we're moving. <laughs> Let me write her a note, dear neighbor. Guess what? We're moving soon. Congratulations. <laughs> okay, okay, but then." Let's just say, hypothetically, we're in our new house mm-hmm. and we get a text from one of our neighbors from the old neighborhood who's at like... A different neighbor. A different neighbor. What was it, like 2 a.m., 3 a.m.? The text comes through? Yeah, it was 3 a.m. and I was still up for some reason. Night owl. <laughs> so you got the text and you're like, what did the text say? Uh, hold on. Let me see this what is, Let me see This what is Randy hypothetically said. 
vindication. Yeah. <laughs> um, Middle of the night text from one of our neighbors. One of the neighbors we did not say goodbye to because he lived like a little bit down the street. Okay, so we yeah. said goodbye to most of the neighbors mm-hmm. when we moved. But then it was like abandoned fanfare. No. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, my yeah. Kids. He said, OK, so Randy said um, we had talked a few times. He was right behind us. But and his daughter also um, at this other house babysat for us a little oh, bit. Blessings. He said, David. Would you guys be able to keep it down, please? <laughs> and this was at, oh, it was at 2.40 a.m. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, hey, I was like, sorry, it's sorry to hear it's loud, but we actually moved. <laughs> <laughs> the end of August, so. Oh, and then uh, he's so, like, oh, makes sense. I couldn't imagine it would be you guys. Sorry to text so late. <laughs> well, I mean, this brings it full circle. If someone in your neighborhood is annoying and they leave, yes. someone louder someone is going to come in. Yeah. It, make, come it in. makes me feel not too bad about, yeah. about um, the rough times So if you them. are that person, <laughs> yeah. don't worry. There's more of you. There's more of us yeah, exactly. out there. <laughs> hey. Do you remember when I was trying to figure out what I was going to call you after you became ordained as a priest? Yes. Because we're like really close friends. Yeah. But also you were going to become Father Matt. So like what's the formality there? How do I show respect? But also laugh at you still. Important. Good nature to Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because that's a a pretty common thing, right? Like for people I knew before I entered seminary. Yeah. It it is different right like people i meet now they just call me father matt and that makes sense but like yeah people who knew me before you know they so what what is that and trying to uh, you were you were trying to be very yeah, respectful because I didn't about want to it be like okay so this is the okay because i was in town for mm-hmm. your ordination you invited our family yeah and so this is when we were living in california so mm-hmm. i came with baby mercedes or mercedes baby as mm-hmm. we call her your goddaughter yeah. um to celebrate your ordination and you and i were we we're like <laughs> I remember we took a walk that morning yeah, yeah. where you were ordained and I had like planned for this moment. I had like called people. I called my friend Paul, <laughs> whose sister is a sister, like, you know, like yeah. a religious sister. I'm like, do you call her like your sister, sister or what? You know, and I was like scoping it out. And so I'm like ready to like, I don't want to be like, hey, so do we need to call you father, Matt? And you're like, how disrespectful of you to mm. even ask. How like, dare you? How y- yeah. you need to know. Definitely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. And on, on the back end, like. All of my classmates, we had these discussions too of like, oh, well, what, yeah. like, do you make people Does call you something dad... else? Yeah, like, who? <laughs> yeah, so, so I think you asked, right, like, what, what should I call you? What's your no, family no. call you? Yeah, I said, what is, I said, what do you think your, I said, do you think your family's, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah, do you think your family's gonna refer to you as Father Matt after you get ordained? Yeah, so I, I, I responded, you, said, you know, Right now, as a deacon, my brother calls me freaking deacon. <laughs> so probably I'd, not. You said. Probably not. I I don't know what they'll call me, but um, so, it's not always going to be a respectful term, but it will be an endearing and loving one. So I take that as a green light to call you whatever I like to call you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So thanks for that. You're welcome, Eddie. That's a great way. Eddie. I think that. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm thankful for that, right? For my family to be able to make jokes about that with me, um, mm-hmm. because that is, you know, then 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 that's a great example for me of how I can continue to love 
you know, other people, parishioners and friends and things like my family and let them call me ridiculous things and call me out on my stuff. Yeah. That's a great blessing for me. So I'm thinking we're kind of closing up with this episode in a moment. I'm thinking about maybe people who are listening who don't know any priests personally Mm -hmm. and they're like, wow, freaking deacon. (laughs) (laughs) Or trying to picture like your life yeah, pre-seminary and just like I was wondering if you could speak to that like specifically or if there's any examples of how you know your family life prepared you for community life now or how those are connected yeah um absolutely boy there's there's a lot of stories there um so I, I'm the fourth of five kids and we we had a ton of um aunts and uncles and cousins all over as well. So I was really used to this big, huge group of people that um, I didn't get to pick, <laughs> but who were always at things that I was at. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like, <laughs> these are the people that I can, like, these are the only people to play with at grandma's. Right. Like all my cousins. Now, they were awesome. Right, but um, they were chosen for you. They were chosen for me, right? So in community life, it's it's a lot the same. I mean, we, we often marvel, um, like amongst my class, like there, there's no way that we would have like <laughs> formed this group, like that that it's we would have come that. together without formation. Like absolutely not. We're just too too different, too weird, too you know. But there we are. We were brought together because of our own paths, our own vocations, mm-hmm. and in that providence brought us together in this group, and here we are. Right. So if we if like I trust that. God was leading me, then then I've got to believe that my classmates and my brothers who are open to the Spirit are also being led, and this is a group that's been formed by by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, Um, well said. Then then that's the group that I need to love. Mm -hmm. You know, there they are in front of me, Um, and I I think having that big example of family was just such an obvious connection. Like, well, I I do this already with my uncles and my cousins and whatever. so just apply it like that. But also it was a good example because like not all of my cousins were like best friends. Like with each other or with yeah. you. Or, mm-hmm. But yeah, like so especially with me, like I, I wasn't necessarily best friends with all my cousins. Some I was much closer to. But the ones who I wasn't close to, like I still had to respect. Right. I still had to um, support and be around. And, Get you know, along with. Yeah. And mm-hmm. in community too. Not Not everyone in community is my best friend. But I, I still need to respect them. I still need to right. support them. I still need to be for their, be there for them and pray with them. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of best friends and people who are in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, hi. Hi. <laughs> yeah, that's you. Um, I was thinking about how we're here mm-hmm. now, also David, and like how there were so many times, so many times, in which I was like, okay, time to move on from this friendship. <laughs> That's it, right? Done. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah. There's For myself as well. King quote that is right about that. You got to put, put your, your behind in the past. Behind in the past. That's right. Put your past behind you. So, uh, and yet, like, you never left my heart, which was really annoying um which was really no i don't say annoying. i can be annoying i'm not offended which was really disconcerting 
when you're trying not to think about someone and then you keep thinking mm-hmm. about that person. Mm-hmm. But like specifically in prayer, be like trying to pray. And then here I am like praying about you. I'm like, wow. Or like you're in the seminary. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> and yet to see like God's providence in that and how I th- I'm just thinking about your, you know, invitation to those listening. And I'm, I'll take that invitation too to like recognize that we can trust God with the people that he brings into mm-hmm. our lives. Mm-hmm. And then in there for like in our hearts and minds. And my mm-hmm. dad, I mean, my dad always taught me that growing up. He's like, if you're just thinking about somebody, pray you're called them. to pray for them. Right. Mm-hmm. Or he'd say like, he'd see like a beautiful woman and he'd be like, I'm called to pray for her. And, um, just like, not, it's not just coincidental that you mm-hmm. run into people you know, that you know, or somebody that you don't, and they, it, it kind of like stays in your heart. Right. Um, so thanks for sharing that. And I want to ask David a question. David, do you ever feel like you missed yes. your vocation? Do I feel like I missed my vocation? To the priesthood. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Put me on the spot right here at the end. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> I think we've joked about that before. Because you were like, I think I could have been a good priest. Oh, um, <laughs> I... There are times that I've felt like... Like, you know, I really like quiet time. And I was like, you know, my confirmation, Saint St. Anthony of the Desert... Um, mm. He just kind of went away and he was a hermit. (laughs) (laughs) I do live in the desert now, so that's nice. But yeah, it got me thinking like, wait, maybe I was, (laughs) was that like a sign that I should be a hermit in the desert, in a cave somewhere? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just like alone (laughs) with your prayer in the quiet. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, we are in the desert, so it's close. The quiet. The desert part. We brought the kids. <laughs> yeah. You can ask our neighbors about that. <laughs> yes. Father Matt, do you ever feel like you missed your vocation? You know, as David's describing being a hermit, that, <laughs> that does sound nice. Yeah. Yeah, I never really thought of hermit being an option. Really. Yeah. I, I thought about that being a monastic, especially in the novitiate. And um, after a year of the novitiate, I was um, I was cured of those thoughts. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. The novitiate being being a year of of pretty um, a lot of silence and a lot of isolation in prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, thank you for listening today. Um, thank you to the Lord for calling us here to speak to you specifically, and um, unless you're a hermit. In which case, can't listen. (laughs) We'd like to thank the Congregation of Holy Cross for their permission for Father Matt to do this podcast, to ministry with me and with David and our family. Thank you also to Amanda Vernon patrons. The Amanda Vernon patrons are those who support Amanda uh, so that she can share her gifts and music and uh, her love of the Lord and for all the people around her. 
If you'd like to receive a new song every Sunday from yours truly, you could become a patron. Check it out at amandavernon.com slash patron. Unless you're a hermit. <laughs>